Hey, Rody, how you going? I'm doing pretty well, man. How about you? Not too bad. You ever you're at home in Whitney, are you? Or yeah, yeah. Um, just living that good life. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty cold there at the moment, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, it's not that bad. It's it's freezing rain today. Like while I was waiting outside of the outside of the kindergarten room to pick up my son with all the other parents, it started fucking hailing. <laughs> it was just like. <laughs> I don't know. It's Canada, whatever, man. Right. Pretty climatized to it yourself. Anyway, you've lived there your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. I, yep. You'll be in Australia soon. So you, I promise you're not going to be cold here. I like guess. I know my wife, my wife won't let me talk about it. I, I wouldn't be jealous, man. It's humid as hell here. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it'd be a nice change for you. I'd be happily going to Canada and be cold at the moment. Yeah. Honestly, I don't really like any extremes of weather. Like I don't like, extreme heat i don't like extreme cold i just like fucking air conditioning you know <laughs> yeah where well, you can control it <laughs> yeah it's a super no, first world thing but <laughs> oh yeah. it oh you know <laughs> hard life <laughs> when when do you fly into australia uh i leave for because we're flying to la first for a couple of days for rehearsal because that's where our bass player is from just yep. makes sense yeah so I leave Monday oh, at four in the morning. Oh, ouch. Right. So, yeah. Really cool. Quite a wake for rehearsal, won't you? Yeah. And so then you come here and you've got the tour with Pliny. That's yep. that's eight days with two days off in between. That's a mm-hmm. pretty solid little run here in Australia. I think it's five. Yeah, that's a quick one. We're doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's. <laughs> So how did the how did the tour come about? Is that do you guys have a connection with Pliny? Did we tour with him before, or uh, we've never toured with him before? But um, we we know him. Uh, like uh, our guitarist started a company called Sheet Happens, and they work with Pliny. They put his shit out over here, I think, um, and they do guitar books and records and all sorts of stuff like that. And I, last time we were over in Australia, he came out and we had a couple beers and chilled for a bit. And on top of that, his bass player, Simon, uh, mixed our record, our last record. So there's, there's, uh, so there is a, a great few connections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So you guys excited to come down here and play with him or play in general, really, but it's good to play with Pliny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, God, you know, like we haven't really toured very much in the past number of years. So yeah, it's good to get a quick one out and done. And, you know, we get we get to be main support so we don't have to headline, which is wonderful. And then you yeah. know, get to chill around with uh, putting in the boys. I couldn't ask for a better time. We're excited. We're excited. So Australia gets to be your guinea pig. Yeah, sort of, sort of. <laughs> have you had much of a chance to excuse me? I. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Palimpsest? Yeah, yeah. That's actually, yeah. Palimpsest. Have you had a chance to tour that much over there? Nah. We did, uh, you know, it came out during the pandemic and uh, we just haven't really launched back into touring in the same way that we kind of been doing it for the last 20 years or whatever. But uh, 
I don't know. So we, we, we've done very small little select dates here and there where we've played some of the Palimpsest stuff, but not any extensive touring on it. Uh, well, look, speaking of albums, I was going to bring up that it's less than two weeks from now. Fortress is going to be 15 years old. That's oh, dude. Fuck. I, don't, I don't mean to make you feel if, if it makes you feel any better, I'm older than you. So <laughs> how much <laughs> like lots? It made me feel I, better I, if it was like I, I'm a year older than you. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> but 15 years, man, like not to not trying to make it sound bad. Like that's insane. No. Like to, and same with Kezia's like. Well, that'd be going on 20. Like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say numbers. I don't want to, <laughs> but yeah. Cause that came out like 2004 or five in Canada. Yeah. It's coming up on 20 years. That's, that's insane. Well, look, I want to, cause Fortress is, you know, one of my favorite albums. It, it's, oh, thank you. Mitch. It's such a well-rounded, I don't mean to sound like I'm blowing smoke up your ass, but it's one of the most perfectly rounded albums I've ever heard, man. Like, and well, I appreciate that. Well, what I wanted to bring up with that is, which makes it more crazy saying it's so perfect is that like with that album, it seemed like you guys, not the Kezia wasn't epic in its own right, but Fortress mm-hmm. kind of seemed like you guys, you understood who you were like you know because you come out you'd had some time to tour it and you suddenly understood your sound and you even pushed some boundaries and took some chances with that album that really paid off um you know and it became this juggernaut of an album uh can you look back and appreciate what you did then it's difficult uh i know that people really like it and like when they look at our catalog they go that's that's the one like a lot of people definitely um go to that one first and and that's awesome like i I don't give a fuck i hold them all kind of special in my heart yeah um to me fortress is just like the most like genuine metal (laughs) you know like (laughs) uh, we've never like been i don't know like I've never felt like a metal band. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I never not really yeah. felt like anything, but that, that record feels like really the closest that we've ever been to like a fucking metal band. Do you know what I mean? Like I, it's difficult to say this without any sense of irony sitting here with a fucking pentagram on my shirt, but <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. To me, that's just like our most metal record. And we were listening to a lot of stuff that would kind of support that. And uh, I, I, I don't know. Of, uh, Chris Adler on one of their albums as well. You know, one of the most that's, that's a good point. <laughs> and he's not on that album. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's difficult to be uh, objective, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, but you're, you're right in the sense that you're not, you're not a metal band. You're, if anything, it's, geez, I mean, tech punk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, people say I like, math tech or whatever, but I don't know. Yeah, that's not exactly right. I one guy would describe this as screamo core back uh, in like 2008. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, that's, we'll forget about that guy then. <laughs> But it's it's it is hard to pigeonhole you guys without like a lack of a better term because you don't 
everyone's doing something different. Like even now, you know, Mo's been gone for so long. The drums are still kind of doing their own thing. You're doing your own thing. The boys are doing their own thing on guitar. Like that, I think that's what makes it so hard to what probably what makes it harder to pigeonhole is that with what they're doing in the background, you're you're doing something that no one else is doing, not just in the band, but in so many other bands. So <laughs> yeah, the uh, I'm just kind of shine through there. I'm just oh, I appreciate that. I'm just doing my best to get get through. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, like I don't know what else to do. Oh, oh I'm not. Uh, it works. If it's not broken, you mate. know, like I, yeah. There's a lot of like uh, of our contemporaries where they've got like fucking amazing singers. You know what I mean? And it's like I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just going up there and trying to make it like land in a way that it sounds all right. I can't count any of the timing. That's why oh. all of the vocals kind of sound like they're in four, four, despite whatever fucking signature the parts. in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that, that works for you though. I mean, like so far, it's not, if it's not broken, man, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? So, Excuse me, while my brain starts to tick. It's it's early morning here, man. I've only had a coffee. I know. <laughs> I've just finished dinner. Oh, nice. Um, actually, what I'll bring up first is, and I feel like I've been living under a rock because I did not notice this until yesterday when I looked up your name because I wanted to listen to the Shane Todd interview from what, seven years ago, and oh, it yeah, came yeah. with your just your name as its own thing, and I noticed you've got your own solo stuff. Like, yeah, I released a bunch of garbage. I mean, I see. What, what <laughs> is, is that just like for fun? Is it to keep your creative brain? Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly what it is. Um, I have like a desperate desire to just like make shit nonstop. Um, I've got this like fucking studio at my, it's, it's like a basement studio that I've made in my own created in my own image uh but yeah, like so i just i just make stuff all the time and sometimes i'm like hey this stuff's okay it's silly it's all silly as fuck but when i find something that i like i put it out usually so you've probably got a prince style kind of catalog there where he died with you know a vault of songs ready to go yeah but i i reckon prince's stuff was like pretty good <laughs> mine's a lot i got a lot of stuff about like fucking birds and stuff <laughs> it's and that brings me to my other point you say about that, like, and it's, it's the same with protest. And I mean, obviously a lot more with your solo work, your lyrics have always been not, oh man, I mean this in the nicest way. Not normal. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like, not normal. Yeah, yeah. There, you know, there, there's, there's always narrative, but it's a narrative. You're t- it is quite obvious you're telling a story whereas you know so many bands release music and it's like you wouldn't know what they're talking about but yeah is that is it a conscious effort that you're doing that or is that just literally how your brain works when you write music kind of both um like one sort of begets the other like i like listening to music that isn't trying to fucking mask what it's saying you know what yeah. I mean? Cause I find more often than not, like the people that are putting like elaborate metaphors in their shit in specifically heavy metal music, they're not actually trying to say anything. 
Yeah, like they're they're just they're just smashing words together. They're like, oh fuck, that sounds cool. Yeah, and it's like, all right, well, whatever. Like, what's your fucking point? So I would rather someone, and maybe this is like coming up through punk rock. I would rather someone just like say what they mean than not mean anything and say a bunch of fucking nonsense. Um, <laughs> and like that's the entire like we put out an EP called Pacific Myth. Yeah, and yeah. like that's the whole that's the whole point of the thing. It's like uh, it goes into the fucking theories of Joseph Campbell and Carl Jung, and like the idea is like if you're just putting a fucking story to music for the sake of putting a story to music, and there's no moral. You're not making it more creative. You're making it less creative because like there is only one story. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah, no, Maybe yeah. I'm just a prick. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't say that, but you know. So <laughs> yeah, but you're right. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna dig my own grave here, Rody. <laughs> I love I love your lyrics, man. Like it's thank you. I don't know what else to say about that. It's just I mean. They're always really clever. Sailor V, especially like, I don't know what it is about that song. It's just that every time I listen to it, I know it's a pretty dark set of lyrics. Yeah. RF wrote that one actually. And that's why it's so much better than what I'm capable of. That's why the, it's so crisp and concise and the metaphors are so calculated. He, he was what he is one smart motherfucker. Yeah. Did you, do you feel like, uh, do you think being in the band with him for those first few albums kind of taught you a bit about writing lyrics or was that the way you write lyrics Absolutely. has literally been how you've always been? I mean, it, it definitely, you know, like being as close with RF as I was, I definitely helped me grow as a lyricist and as a musician and as just like, being a storyteller because there was always like RF could dress things up with like fucking $10 words and stuff like that <laughs> and still have meaning behind it and still have the meaning interpretable behind it. And I loved the way he did that. But then when he wanted to stop writing lyrics and I took over, I definitely wanted to do something that was like a stark contrast to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I understand. Like when we released Scurrilous, uh, that was extremely jarring for some of our fans, but that's all right. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that uh, the connection with him, I, like I learned a lot about writing and that's part of the reason why I feel so strongly about it because like just through singing his lyrics over the years, like the meaning that I derived from them and the enjoyment that I found inside of them was... Uh, was awesome and then i hear some like fucking throwaway bullshit that just kind of sounds nice and it, it rubs me the wrong way <laughs> so you you can't hear songs and other lyrics the same way ever again because <laughs> yeah not if they're being like super serious like i don't know like there is there is magic in storytelling if you're doing it well and there's uh like fiction, I like I love fiction, of course. Like who the fuck yeah. doesn't? But like yeah. there's so many people just write the same song over and over again, and it's just like meaningless drivel. And I don't know. I like some of those songs. Like I'm a huge descendants fan, and it's like, I don't know, they write all those fucking songs too, those like pick me bullshit nonsense songs, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I guess I'm just a huge hypocrite. 
like you said, it's like that kind of growing up with the punk era, especially those fat records albums. No effects is pretty good at writing some pretty nonsense lyrics. I mean, yeah, she's- but also wonderful at like telling a story like Liza and Louise, you know, like, yeah, it's like a weird little uh, story about two women, but that he's just imagined, but he tells this story and he paints a picture for you. I think uh, Fat Mike is a fantastic, fantastic lyricist. He's definitely an underrated musician altogether. Like it's, yeah. I mean, he's a fucking horrible singer, but <laughs> uh, we only just had them here. Uh, we have a festival called Good Things, you know, and it's just kicked back off after COVID. And No Effects was on the lineup, and it's just he's they're just such a fun band to watch. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, I, how was it going? Like. Because I think I've heard you, I think you spoke about it on the Shane Todd interview about kind of when you go on stage and there's that persona of you, it still takes a bit of like kind of, oh man, what's the word? Like warming up to kind of get on stage and be that person. How was it going from years of not being on stage to suddenly there you are back on stage, you're the front man, you know, how yeah, it's that hard? It is like mostly because it's like for me, like that, that's a huge part of what I enjoy about performing music is just like you take your personality and you put it under a fucking microscope and you just like enhance it, right? And you just become bigger than you are and sillier than you are. Like if you're silly, you become fucking sillier. Yeah. You know, if you're crass, you become more crass. And that's that's what I like to do. But um, you know, it's not. Like I've never gone on stage with like a joke planned in my head. I just go out there and I want to make people laugh with how fucking stupid I am. Um, and it <laughs> nobody's laughing anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's not their fault. It's my fault. I'm like super out of practice at like improvisational stage banter, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But like, we just didn't do it for so long that like, I'm trying, I'm out there just being like, hey, fuck you, fuck you. And everyone's like, what's this guy's fucking problem? <laughs> this isn't the roadie we remember. It's <laughs> yeah. a little rusty, man. I'll brush it off. Yeah. You'll see, you'll be you'll be fine after the Australian tour. You'll go back to Canada. Yeah. People will be like, whoa, where's this guy come from? <laughs> yeah. We'll be using all sorts of language that they're not used to in North America. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of words here that I know Canada's not too pleasant with. I've worked with Canadians before, and but it's funny, like, because I used to work in hospitality and you get so many Canadians come through and they, at first they'd be like, oh, you can't, you can't say that. Well, I'm not going to attempt to do your accent. It's terrible. But, you know, we, we oh, please do. <laughs> no, I'm on the spot. I can't do it. Man. We can't, we can, no, I'm going British. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But they say, it was like, oh, we can't say those words. And dead said by the, they work six months, they go back home and they're worried that they're going to say those words in front of their parents. And it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, the you can't love, say, love you can't say cunt in front of your mom. You just can't <laughs> do it. And you know what? Like when you say cunt in Australia, when, in an Australian accent, it really takes the like hardness out of it for some reason. Like it sounds like, a little more buttery if you call someone a cunt in canada like with a canadian accent it's just like the 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 syllables going harder or something like that yeah yeah Uh, it's like there's a few words in the canadian accent that i don't think can be emulated properly anywhere else like the word cock 
I think cock oh, is like a, it's a Canadian word and it's no funnier <laughs> anywhere else than Canadian when you're walking around and be like, oh man, look at this guy. He's got a fucking huge cock. <laughs> yeah. When we, say, it's, that's the other way around. When we say cock, it just sounds lame and not aggressive, just lame. I can see exactly what yeah. you mean. I'm never going to be able to listen to a Canadian say cock again without probably laughing now. Yeah, it's it's a it's really funny when it comes out of a Canadian's mouth. <laughs> I love I love the word cock. <laughs> I'll be lo- I'll be looking out for you saying that now on stage. I really hope you say that. Oh, when you come for down. sure. Well, I I talk about it constantly, so <laughs> it's an easy thing to talk about. You know, that's right. Out there. All right, man. Look, you're here in Australia in just what eight days, I believe. You've got a you got yeah. a weekend now to kind of get yourself sorted. You're off to LA practice here in Australia, and the tour kicks off next Saturday in Sydney. So sick, yeah, man! I it's so excited to see you guys. You haven't been here for or is it seven? No, six years. Six it's years. been a minute for sure. Seventeen, man. Like so, it's going to be. I'm really excited to see this new stuff live, dude. Like. Awesome. Yeah, really excited. Great album. Can't wait to see it. Um, I'll hopefully be there photographing. So that's fingers crossed. Can't wait to do awesome. that. Uh, yeah, well, man. I'd love to grab a beer with you, man. Oh, dude, if I see you face to face, I will grab you an Australian beer and I will say, here you go, cunt. And you better, <laughs> say, you better somehow bring the word cock into it for me. You got it. You got it. <laughs> All right, man. Look, we'll... For everyone, we'll post the link in the bio for everyone to grab tickets for the tour. Um, man, it's been a pleasure. I'm so glad I got to have a chat with you. So thanks for... Pleasure's all mine, man. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much, man. You enjoy the rest of your night. Get some sleep. Enjoy the one weekend you're going to have to not have to worry about... Anything. Jet lag. <laughs> jet lag. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be some weeks of jet lag from here on. So good luck, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Absolute pleasure to make your acquaintance.